Uh, but let's talk music. Let's talk music. I have said before that when I was doing youth ministry and as I've continued to be involved in that, one of the games we play in youth group is Would You Rather? You ever played this game, right? Would you rather do one thing or the other? And there are always some sort of compelling challenge or sometimes they're just nonsense. My favorite with youth is would you rather have grass for hair or a chocolate brownie for a big toe? Now there are some dynamics you'd want to wrestle with in that one, like does the grass continue to grow? Does it die in the summer? Things like that. But one of the more poignant ones is, if you had to, would you rather be blind or deaf? Now, that's not to minimize those for whom that's a part of their journey at all. But for kids, it's a powerful question. What do I need more, to be able to see or to be able to hear? You already heard things I love to do that involve seeing things, riding my bike, playing golf. Vision is important to me. But my answer to that question is, I would prefer to lose my ability to see over my ability to hear, to hear people's stories. But more than that, to hear music is an essential part of who I am. For 40 plus years, it's been how I've known myself. The bands I've seen, the music I've played, the shows I've done, those that I've supported others in, the great works and the poor alike, the absurd and just the powerful have all been a part of my story. Music's an essential part of shaping who we are. And for so many of us, music ties us to places in our past and in our stories. Many of you might remember the song that was your song at a wedding or at a prom or at a celebration. You might remember what was on the radio when some tragedy occurred or, or, or something formative happened in your story. Even my shirt this morning is a part of my deep ties to music. In 2001, Camille and I had the opportunity to be a chaperoning couple for the Board of Global Ministries on a tour through Asia with the Youth Mission Choir. These were all college kids that we were about two years older than, but we were chaperoning them. Uh, and they sang a, a program of global praise music, 30 songs in 18 languages, and had the opportunity to tour all through uh, parts of Asia, as far south as Indonesia and as far north as Mongolia, uh, to share this witness uh, on behalf. They were all, uh, in large part, spiritual songs. This was rooted in a story which I kind of love, and that's the director of this particular choir happened to be in New York City, where the New York City had welcomed the Mongolian National Orchestra to come and play in their midst. And if you're not familiar with Mongolian music, they have elaborate costumes and headdress. And because there are, uh, the, the principal resource in Mongolia is horses, all of their stringed instruments are horse fiddles and horse cellos and horse basses made with horse hair. And so they have elaborate carvings and everything. They're uh, quite a sight to see. They were playing their traditional Mongolian music, which to you and me and our own musical experience sounds a little discordant. The notes don't quite line up like we'd expect in Western music. But that S.T. Kimbrough said, I was sitting in this concert, and then all of a sudden they started playing Flight of the Bumblebees on these fantastic, but to him, foreign instruments. He went up to the man conducting that orchestra, a name by the name of Johnson Noroff, and he asked Johnson Noroff, you know, what's the story here? And he said, my passion is to take our cultural heritage of music and match it with Western music to expose our style more to the world. And S.T. said, boy, do I have a deal for you. Methodists love to sing. If I wrote an arrangement of the best hymns of the Methodist Church written by Charles Wesley, brother of our founder, could we then sing with your orchestra? Sounds good. 
So fast forward, after some training and rehearsal, we had the opportunity to stand on the stage in Ulaanbaatar in the Mongolian National Opera House and sing a suite of Charles Wesley hymns with their national orchestra. We traveled out to the North Rim of the Gobi Desert, and then we brought people together and in this simpler garb did our concert again to just farmers and herders. It's a remarkable time. Music roots us in a place in our history and in our story. It reminds us of who we are and where we've been, but it also speaks to us right now. Now, I'm not just talking about the songs that are popular on the radio, because that's an ebb and a flow uh, and, a, and a popularization thing. I mean that there are music and opportunities to have God and the world speak to us now in this experience. We've had it already this morning. I love the music that we've included this morning because it's an intersection of such remarkable things. A contemporary song played on piano and organ. Contemporary worship music led by our worship band. One of the most classic hymns of our faith, all creatures of our God and King, lift up your voices and with us sing. Those are the words of St. Francis of Assisi set to a harmonization and arrangement by Ray Van Williams. You're going to hear some Bach today. You're going to hear from the chancel choir one of my favorite songs about singing. How can I keep from singing? In the midst of all I face, in the midst of tumult of life, how can I keep from singing? Our music isn't just about rooted in the past or remembering where we were. It speaks to us in the present moment because, friends, and I want you to try this on, you are all musicians. Now, there are some, well, thank you, choir director, Christine. Um, there are some of you in this room who say, oh, Pastor Andy, that, that ain't me. That's not me at all. In fact, when I sing in church, people get up and leave because they don't want to be anywhere near me. It's not quite what I mean. Learning to carry a tune is a muscle memory trained skill. But we are all musical because our bodies, at the very nature of them, are wired for rhythm. The first thing we look for is a sign of life, is a heartbeat, something that keeps time. We are given the ability to communicate. Our vocal folds, our vocal cords provide us the opportunity to bend and stretch, to change inflections, to go low or to be high, and to share with the world what is in us and through us. Even as we watch children grow, they go from the kind of musical babbling to creating their very first words. Is there really no more beautiful music? than those first words. And for me, as a study of God's word, there's a reason that our vision for creation says, and God speaks, let there be light. We're all wired for music. We all understand this sense of expectation, of pattern, that there are things in our lives that resolve. And in the same way, when we hear a song that is incomplete, it bugs us, right? If we were to do, you know, something short like shave and a haircut too. If you don't throw the bits in there, it would drive you bananas. The song has to come to a conclusion. We are all musicians in some way. We have some resonance and connection with this very work of the universe itself. God's song is sung from heaven and it is sung in the hearts of each of us as a reminder of God's creative energy in the world. 
Every time we lift our voice for hope, for justice, for peace, for love, for possibility, we are picking up the refrain of God's song. The verses might be different, some of the patterns might be different, but there is something about the song that God has sung through all of creation that is somehow familiar to us, that roots us, that we keep coming back to. It was like our fantastic kids who are singing this morning, right? There were times in the midst of that song where you might have lost some of the words, and maybe even they did, right? But they always came back to, Alleluia, Amen. There was a point that just struck them that they could keep coming back to. That is how the work of God and the music of God works in the human experience. The words in the verse might shift, but that refrain buoys us and gives us strength. We are all called to hear God's song, and we are all equipped to give God praise in our lives and in the songs we share. Not just those we sing in worship, but how we live our lives becomes a way of singing hope to God. Now, I brought a hymnal to worship this morning. That's how old school I am. Twofold. One, one of the things I love about a United Methodist hymnal is that on the very first page they have directions for singing. <laughs> we wouldn't be Methodists if we didn't have a method for our madness. Just to highlight some of my favorites, learn these tunes before you learn any others, and afterwards learn as many as you please. So I'll quiz the chancel choir when we're done to see how many of these, you know, 640 they have mastered. Sing them exactly as printed here without altering or mending them at all. Sing lustily and with good courage. Huh, fair enough. But beware of singing as if you were half dead or half asleep. But lift your voice up with strength. Be no more afraid of your voice now, nor ashamed of its being heard when you sang the songs of Satan. All right. <laughs> However, rule number five, sing modestly. <laughs> Don't bawl so as to be heard above or distinct from the rest of the congregation that you might destroy the harmony but strive to unite your voices together so as to make one clear melodious sound. Sing in time, and more than anything else, above all, sing spiritually. Our spirits have a song. Hear our text for this morning, church. The Psalms in the Old Testament were the heart songs and the worship songs of the Israelite people. And the 150th would have been the one that they knew well and that they remembered because it was an invitation to praise God. And the 150th Psalm sounds like this. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise God in His mighty firmament. Praise God for His mighty deeds. Praise God for His exceeding greatness. Praise God with the trumpet sound. Praise God with the lute and harp or guitar, as the case might be. Praise God with tambourine and dance. Praise God with strings and pipe organ. Praise God with sounding cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Church, are you breathing? You've got a song of God's to sing.
Let us pray.